You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. We are our ancestors' return, unless we choose differently. Let's unpack that a little bit, huh? But before we do, let's tune in. Y'all know how we do. In whatever safe way, take a couple deep breaths with me. And as you're breathing and giving yourself permission to be present in this episode, in this session together, I'm going to explain to you what today's tune-in is going to be like. it's actually a call to help you reconfigure recalibrate to all of you all of you from the past the present and the future all the different parts of your personality who you have become who you are becoming who you come from who you are creating your soul when it came into this space and this time And we're going to do that through a series of I am statements. Feel free to take this exercise and explore it and expound upon it in a way that best serves you. I'll demonstrate and then feel free to pause and do it yourself to make it your own. The point of the I am statements is to claim and to acknowledge and to honor these different aspects of ourselves. I am Ashley, I am Ash, I am Andromeda, I am love, I am African, I am European, I am creative, I am nurturing, I am so creative, I am so nurturing, I am both mother, I am father, I am child, I am leader, I am all-knowing, I am knowing nothing at all. I am my greatest ancestors. I am their failures and their wins. I am their plights and I am their triumphs. I am the future in the present tense. I am the past reconciling to move forward. I am the sun shining bright. I am also the moon feeling all the things. I am the water. I flow. I find space. I nourish. I ease. I rinse, I cleanse, and I am the earth, holding and growing and seeding and sprouting and stabilizing. I am the stars, I am the unknown. I am both tangible and intangible. I am physical and spiritual. I am completely whole of so many things and experiences in which I honor. I offer and I hold for myself. I share with others and I sit alone. I am in this body and I am in other places. 
thank you for the opportunity to be so full in this moment so 360 so holistic in our experiences thank you for the multi-dimensionality of our existence all of the dynamics and dimensions that we get to move in and explore May this session be beautifully held and may the vibrations of the information coming through by my greatest self and ancestors and guides meet the great ears and the great people with whom I'm in community with and sharing space with at this time in this world. And so it is. So maybe take a moment and go through what your I am words, statement, thoughts, phrases, beliefs, energies are right now. And just give yourself time to pull all that in. I did not rehearse or write it. I just let what wanted to come up, come up. But I know I'm all that and so much more, including being both the oppressor and the oppressed. But let's, let's save that for another episode, yeah? <laughs> Who knows, maybe it's gonna come up. And this one, we'll see. So in this episode, I really felt inspired to talk about my philosophy and my path and hoping that that will inspire you to realize your philosophy or to explore your philosophy and to walk more in your path. Folks ask me all the time, how did you get into this work? And now that we are in the energy and the age of Aquarius, it's a good time to talk about visionary shit and stepping out of the box and leading in the healing and not belonging as you know from episode four and if you don't know you might want to go and listen to it it's one of the favorites so far but i didn't know i was ever going to become a coach like i know people trusted me i knew people liked to talk to me i know people always said i was wise beyond my years i know that i've always sat in circles with people who are at least 10 years older than me oftentimes 20. I know that I've always spoken to imaginary friends and spirits and ancestors before I knew that that's what they were. Um, I've always walked with a knowing. It is part of my ancestral DNA and inheritance and lineage. And I've just been the weird one in the family to embrace it and open into it and continue exploring it as opposed to shutting it away. But when I got into coaching, I just kept feeling like something was missing. Like we're approaching this healing, actually most coaches don't even talk about healing, we're approaching this transform your life and live and manifest your dreams from this like individual one focal point approach. I was just like, something's not, I don't know, there's more to it. And achieving goals and dreams and businesses is all great, but not if we're shitty people on the inside still riddled with fear and not being able to um, harness fear and love and joy and connectivity for a greater world. I'm like, this just feels like a merry-go-round if you ask me. And so I was doing coaching before I was ever a coach, as most coaches do. And it wasn't until I did actually want to do a coaching program that I started connecting the dots around my philosophy, which is this. When you start doing personal development, personal actualization, actualizing who you really are really, 
I don't know if it's developing yourself because that opens up this whole idea of you not being enough or you're missing some pieces. I guess that's one framework of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is I'm just evolving or developing, strengthening what's already inside. So, okay. Depends on the energy you're coming from. But sometimes I like actualize. I want to actually be who I've always been inside and let me peel off these pieces that tell me that I can, which is the philosophy of most coaches. But as I notice, I, I practice and I am a certified coach of a modality called psychosynthesis. And it was created by this psychiatrist, psychologist dude named Robert Ostagioli, who is an Italian dude who probably had no idea this black girl in 2021 would be taking his work and um, applying it to ancient practices of ancestral communication and healing and witchery and sorcery and global change and all these things. But here I am. Anyway, in psychosynthesis, there's this understanding or belief that we have developed these different sub-personalities or parts of our personality that make up the whole of us. And the true self, the core self, is your higher self, your soul, the true essence, the spirit of you who's connected to great source, who we really are all one on that level. And then these different personalities are developed by experiences that we have, beliefs that we take on, cultural moments that we subscribe to and conform to, and that those subpersonalities can be helping you or sabotaging you. And even in their sabotaging, they're also trying to help. And so you go through this process of always unpacking your subpersonalities and seeing what they really want, what are they really saying, and, and really integrating and loving on yourself and being whole in your full expression knowing that all these parts of yourself even when they're wreaking havoc and repeating these patterns it's because they're trying to get your attention and it helps you really know yourself and align to yourself and make decisions based on what your true self wants and what your subpersonalities are trying to help you do is my interpretation of the work and I really like it. It's something that you continue to live and study over and over and over again. I read the books all the time. I'm a part, well, I actually need to renew my membership of the um, advancement of psychosynthesis, professional uh, folks, like the professional group. I want to say academy, but that's not the word. Association. Boom. Um, but as I continued studying psychosynthesis and explored it within the context of what I know relating to ancestors and spirit and ritual, the spiritual world, a light bulb came on. And the light bulb was, we're repeating different fragmentations of personalities we're inheriting from ancestors based on what they know on how to survive in this world. So there is a cultural personalities. Yeah, cultural personalities that we adapt to and perform in order to belong and survive. And that blew my mind because I'm like, I can look at this from an individual perspective of fulfilling my destiny and working with my personalities and my mind to get out of my own way to be who I'm here to be. But what does that look like? Like actually in my training, I was bumping up against the trainers. Um, the instructors, because I was like, we're missing something. How does this get me back to healing culture? because we're all walking with these different beliefs that are greater. And I don't see it as picking one person at a time. I'm seeing it as lineages, as groups of cultural personalities. Some would say whiteness or blackness or people of colorness or indigeneityness or 
wealthy, middle classes, all these identities need to be looked at and unpacked. Which further, as I went through it on a personal level and started testing my hypotheses on a greater cultural and group and community level, the more I was like, well, what the fuck will culture be, in my case, specifically black culture, if I truly am healing, doing the elevation and ancestor work, doing my personal work to align to my soul, I won't even subscribe to this idea of race and racism. And this gets a little tricky because I remember there being a video going by a couple years ago calling out one of the great coaches doing like NLP with a black woman. I can't remember her name. Was it Jane something something or who or who? Who was like the just don't think. She was basically leading her through as black woman, not thinking that racism, like the little girl in her who was afraid of white people and racism, that it wasn't happening. And it, it gave a big uproar in the coaching community. Folks wrote blog articles about this and said that it was harmful, and it was, because she missed the bigger ancestral and spiritual connection to the coaching work that she was trying to do. And so it was very harmful. And when we look at it from an energetic coaching, which is thoughts and beliefs and behaviors perspective, and ancestral energetics behavior, I said energetics twice, but you get what I'm saying. There is something here, and that's the work that I do. Relating to, I no longer want to feed the energy consciousness that oppresses my ancestors and keeps me playing small. That's literally the shortest sentence ever I've been able to say. (laughs) I'm no longer going to contribute to the energy consciousness that oppressed my ancestors and continually makes me not be my true full self so that I am small in this world. So there's layers to this. I think short-circuiting the mind into healing isn't going to work, but I think taking our time to unpack this within the context of freedom and all these different areas is a yes for me. Here's how it looks. Sometimes with clients, we're starting off with the personal stuff. If you look at my diagram on how I work, my six paths to freedom, I always start with what do you want? What's going on in your mind? How are you thinking? I need to kind of get the lay of the lands of your thought patterns. And from there, we start to understand your different sub-personalities, and I have you testing them, playing with them, seeing where you're triggered, where you're open, things like that, loving them, accepting them, doing what they want you to do in alignment to your spirit and see how you respond. And then there's this point where it goes two ways at once. Folks will start realizing how their way of operating comes from their family dynamics and upbringing, which makes sense. That usually leads people, if they're not doing ancestral healing and depth core work um, and, and lineage elevation, they'll go into family therapy, you know, things like that. Makes sense. So they'll see the family dynamics that held or instilled this way of believing and behaving. Cool. That, that um, birth and honored or what's the word I want to use praised supported validated there we go validated thank you validated this sub personality as a coping mechanism coming through cool the next part goes further will we realize it's an ancestral reoccurring personality It's an ancestral reoccurring coping mechanism. It's an ancestral reoccurring wound that's manifested in these smart ways of protection or avoidance or attachment theory or non-attachment theory and so on. 
And so from there, the ancestors start to talk. And it's my most favorite part because sometimes clients do not know that the ancestors are talking through them, but they're realizing it as it's happening. They're like, this isn't even me. This isn't even mine. They'll have this like light bulb moment where they're like, oh my goodness, this isn't even me. Whoa. Okay. And then there's tears and then there's, so now what do I do? Now that I know for sure it's not me and I can feel the difference, what do I do? And therein goes the connection to let's find an ancestor who knows how to elevate, not just you, but this whole womb all the way down, up and down the line. Love it, love it, love it. It's just brilliant. I'm going to be doing some like actual like scientific research around this <laughs> so I can document my case studies, which I'm working on right now just to see but this is what the coaching world misses they're just thinking about you and they might mention like okay yeah that's our culture and we think different things if you think different things it'll get better yeah great it gets better for you but it doesn't do anything for the ancestors or the ways that we're continually um continually relating to each other from a cultural perspective so there's a fragmentation in our healing. There's a fragmentation in our personal development. There's fragmentation all around the world that is now changing. The more that we come together and we have the skills to stand in difference, we have the heart opening to listen and trust and be seen. Um, we have an opportunity to get clear on our philosophies, get clear on our path, get clear on our exchanges, start to practice the visions that we want to see in the world. Most times, this type of elevation and ancestor work is in closed spiritual and religious systems, which is another reason why my path and my work is a bit different than others. It is you have to belong to this, be initiated into this, be this kind of person, uh, your race, your class, your whatever, in order to have access to do lineage elevations. You have to carry the medicine of being a cycle pump, which I do. Uh, to do this work and so what I'm talking about is bringing bigger deeper ancestral healing ability spiritual abilities I guess you would say even to mainstream I do believe that we all need to have access to this if we want to change the world and so I'm picking up where I left off the funny thing is I recorded this beginning part at home and I'm finishing it up in a totally different location. So honoring the lands in which I'm currently on as I pick up this episode and pardon any type of audio echoing or whatever. We just gonna have to get through today. And yes, that's Ziggy on the floor fighting with his duck. <laughs> so there's that. <clears throat> Another piece that I wanted to point out here is not only does the coaching industry miss this and it's again assuming that you also believe and know that consciousness continues that ancestors and their energy and their their death still have impact on your life right now not just in your dna and in your thought patterns but also their energy is around you they are actual energy entities around your body so i'm assuming that everyone listening to my podcast within my community on this journey exploring ancestral healing has that as a base understanding and maybe potentially I'll have an episode around that. But for right now, I'm assuming that we all know that and believe that and in certain ways feel that truth in our lives and um, that's further helping you 
do ancestral healing from the perspective of or step into ancestral healing journey from the perspective of spiritual healing spiritual and energetic change not just human physical tangible behavior change yes you can achieve that in coaching yes you can achieve that in therapy and working through the body somatic healing you cannot access actual ancestors in their sovereignty as beings on the other realm through those modalities if there's anything else you take from my philosophy that is it that is it y'all and so the other component that i haven't talked about besides the coaching industry and besides the fragmentation um, of your personal actualization or personal development journey being you running around to these different tech um not techniques but yeah techniques or practitioners or whatever and you have to kind of weave them or puzzle piece them together in the becoming of your life and then the other aspect of this usually being ancestral healing in the way that I do it, uh, or the ways that it has still stayed alive is through these closed systems. It's also looking at the fact that history and behaviors and energy and patterns and ways of living constantly regurgitate upon themselves, if you will, throw up on each other. That sounds funny to say it like that, but they're repeating patterns. I mean, clearly I say that a lot. Um, in the sense that how we have learned to survive is what continues to cause the pain. Being human is fucking hard, and we all know that in some way, shape, or form, regardless to your gender, your sex, your privilege, your, you know, your country, your makeup, your nationality, your ethnicity, your class, there's a struggle for everyone. And this is not the episode or time to compare, you know, I wanted to be vulgar and be like, measure each other's length and suffrage. That's not the right word. Suffering, not suffrage. Different episode and conversation, yet still related to what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is we all have something that we're struggling with in our survival. It doesn't matter how wealthy or how poor you are. Everyone has a reoccurring personal and ancestral pain around surviving and being themselves in the world and so the conscious business piece happened like this y'all you know for those who don't know i have a background in advertising and marketing and brand strategy and market research and was totally on the creative corporate ladder to be a six-figure paid mid 20 year old executive director and I had to get off that train for a lot of reasons, which again, there'll be an episode for that. Clearly there's like episodes for days. <sighs> Same thing for my books. So I start writing and then I'm like, this is another book. This is another book. This is another book. So there's another episode. You get an episode. I get an episode. Everybody gets another episode. But anyway, let me get back on, on track. Once I got out of that business, and I started consulting and finding my own clients, taking those skills and applying it in the world in a way that made me feel better, mom and pop shops. It was never about the strategy of their business or the neighborhood or the pricing. Like Those things can all get worked out. Those are the line items. Those are the techniques. That's the thinking that makes sense in this world. We think when we have the best strategies, then we'll make our money and life will get better. But after you have those strategies in place, or what's stopping you from getting those strategies in place and taking action, that's where the healing is. And so there's some coaches out here who can help you strategize and see your thinking patterns, personal and ancestral, to get you to take action. That's activating your will. That goes back to even the subpersonality psychosynthesis work that I talked about at the beginning of this episode. However, 
after you check those boxes and take the action and see the success or do the thing or create the dream, the energy underneath it is reoccurring and the same feeling of dissatisfaction, of not being enough, of um, being unworthy, of doubting yourself, of imposter syndrome. The core wounds are not getting healed even though you're taking action on the surface. And it's the thing that like, coaching industry as much as I love it and I'm so empowered by it and I will still keep referring to myself as a coach I just refer to myself more as a healing coach the healing matters first the external comes secondary or and or I'm doing them at the same time with those that I get to work with um, I'm doing them at the same time in my own life you know I personally do work with a coach and I have my rituals and my healers and my elders and my spiritualists and myself that I work with since I know these things and do them with others I do them myself as well so there is this balance of working with spirit and energy in the healing and the esoteric and the occult world that goes in a different level and at a different access point for the same goal, which is the freedom and the healing and the collective evolution, right? And then there is a need for the psychology and the coaching and taking action so your life improves. You know, in my mini book that will be available to y'all, some of you already have it, I talk about the four reasons why we do ancestral healing. Yes, we want our own lives to improve, and there's more. You have to have the bigger vision of not just your life, but the energy composite. Yeah, the energy composite, the energetic posture of your ancestors and the dead. It's not just about you. It's about them. It's about us as a community. It's about the greater culture. If you don't care about that, then sure, keep doing regular coaching with people who really help you achieve your goals and you feel better. But I kid you not, you're always going to be employing someone for that. You're always going to feel like there's something deeper. And I'm not, let me, let me back that up a little bit. I personally want to continue working with a coach because it is helpful. It is very helpful. It's very practical. I'm interested in calling people to not only work with coaches or whoever, you know, counsel that you need but to go into the energetic healing of other people other than yourself because they impact you we impact each other the energetic well-being of each other affects each other think about it you walk into a room and someone has a funky attitude you're like i feel that even if you don't have it towards me i feel it your energy is affecting me i'm gonna either engage with it try to ignore it or or exit stage left same thing with ancestors you can become aware all you want and change your behaviors, but that's like someone smiling at you and saying something kind, but you can tell that they don't fucking mean that shit underneath, right? Or they do and they don't have the capacity to hold that kind of life or exchange or relating. So for me, if you want to do conscious business, it's not just about giving back to charity or buy one, give one or um, sourcing from fair trade and equitable resources, resourcing and fair pay and all that. I said that twice, but you know, you know, all the reasons what people are like conscious business, conscious marketing, opt-in, consent marketing and business. That stuff is great. I'm talking about conscious business and my business helps me live and it also helps me evolve my entire relationship to surviving. I know that I am so abundant with or without this business and I know that because when I only had $12 to my name, I had so much abundance of, around me and in my life, literally. And the spirit showed up for me. They showed up for me in all kinds of ways. I think I need to tell the story about what it was like for me getting to Australia. I had invested 
all of my money in this business, right, before I ever got back to the States. And some of those investments didn't pay off. Some of those clients did not book or they canceled. There was a, um, what was it, volcano eruption. And so people were not coming to my retreats the way for this healing and personal development and growth and sisterhood, like I thought and what they what the books look like, you know? I was like, this is great. And that shit fell apart. And I found myself having to be in Australia because I could get a work visa and get a job to help me because you can't do that when you're living in Bali. Just go and get a job to make ends meet until you can get through a rough patch in your business. And during that time of literally only having a collective over four different bank accounts, $12.52, I found the abundance of people, abundance of home, abundance in conversation, abundance in food, abundance in just opportunities and random connections that over time did fall into money, but it was how it nourished my soul and my spirit to know that I was not alone spiritually or tangibly physically in the world. Yeah. So my philosophy is that if we want to do business differently and we really want to be free, then we have to get into our ancestral healing. We have to reconnect with ancestors because they know either through their own lived experience or because they've rested and they've joined the greater collection of older, more wise ancestors who know how this earth and other realms work. They know the spirit of abundance and inclusivity and connection and community and collaboration and diplomacy and so on. You know, a lot of us desire to do things differently, but because of our ancestral traumas that are blocking our ancestral wisdoms, we're going to keep repeating the same thing. These things are all interconnected. So the more that I would work with entrepreneurs and small business owners or that women would come and say, I have this idea of a business, but I'm blocking myself. The more that I would start working on the business stuff, the more I would see the personal patterns of stopping them from taking action in this brilliant business idea. Or the further, the ancestral wounds and, and things, because it wasn't their own, just their own, that was stopping them from taking action. And I was like, well, we have to do the healing before we can actually get to the building. And sometimes we need to do the building and the healing at the same damn time once you get to a certain level. So to, the way I see it is sometimes folks come to me and they do just need to do the base level. I am becoming aware of myself. I'm believing that my desires are possible. I trust that my intuition telling me that this is not the life I'm supposed to be living. I need to explore that. That's that base level personal development. I've gone, I've read the books, I've done the seminars, I joined the online group. I might've hired my first coach or not. Like you need that first then from there it's like okay i want to unlock some other things i'm getting into some deeper reoccurring patterns i'm seeing how my family has done it i'm seeing how my current relationships are doing i'm seeing how i now have gotten stable in myself that i want to push the limit and start building something and when we get into that and now i know we can do more personal development more personal actualization get into the ancestral stuff and that usually starts to clarify purpose and drive and the ability like really embracing what your contribution to this day and age and evolution is and can be and then from there we keep working with the ancestors we deepen in with you and we start building on that conscious business and how you're going to show up in the world it's at least three steps it's all around the world and i i i i if you know the reference okay and sometimes people ask me, where in your philosophy of how you're working, I heard about you with spiritual branding. I heard about you with conscious business. I see what you've done with my friend who now can afford a mortgage or who isn't living paycheck to paycheck or has taken her first vacation or whatever it is, has a present online. Or I've seen your journey, Ash, like the way you make me feel. Where do I start? And I'm always like, let's 
talk. Let's feel into it. Where are you on your journey? And based on what you think and what I sense and feel, now I can recommend ways in which we can work together or people that I know you can work with or just give you tips to go out on your own. You know, not everybody needs to work with someone um, all the time. I believe in this, I think I've mentioned it before, this accordion experience. So there's time to contract, which also can be very expansive. So don't get stuck on the language here and just be with yourself, with yourself and your spirits. And there's a lot of growth and, and opening in that. And there's times to open up and expand and have other people in your field and coaches and support and community and group things in order to help you see yourself more. And then we kind of move back and forth between those containers. So. I just wanted to come back and ignore the sirens in the background. <laughs> I'm in a really cool loft open concept space at old 1910. No, it's like an 18, 1862 building. And it had a business that was used to sell old cars, the Motor Works building, which I think is interesting because if you don't know this, I'm originally from Detroit and I have deep roots uh, connected to Motown and um, the business of cars and also railroads, huh? Music and transportation. Interesting. Listening, listening to y'all. So I'm in this building and it has a lot of sounds, but I wanted to come back and add some more information as it's flowing through me to this particular episode. So based on what I've shared, get your notebooks ready, y'all. You know what time it is. This is the time for some journal and some reflecting. I want to know, or you can rather explore, and feel free to share with me by tagging me on Instagram or joining the Insiders group if you want to have more conversation um, around what this episode of my philosophy and my path brings up for you. But where are you on your path and what is your philosophy on life and living and freedom, right? And evolution of this human experience. What is your philosophy? And what does your path look like? And if you don't have an answer for both of those questions, then we got some work to do, right? Because every single one of us are here to do something. Every one of us, even if it's learning how to live your best life, it's doing something not just for you, but also for the people around you. Let's bring our ancestors and our higher selves into the mix of this, yeah? And then the next question is within my philosophy, whether we ever work together or not, where do you see yourself currently on your development and growth and actualization and empowerment journey? Are you in the self-actualization? Are you in phase one, if you will? And it's not even linear, to be honest with you guys. I'm just trying to break it down in a way that is more digestible to the regular ear. But the truth is it's not linear. Yeah. But if you never had permission to ask these questions, it would feel like you're starting at the baby gate, right? So where are you? Are you in the, I'm getting to know myself and I'm giving myself permission to ask some questions. I, I know I'm unhappy. I know I've got some more. I know I have a bigger potential. Are you, I kind of have figured out some things. I see some stuff. I've, I've read some things. I've tried. I'm, I have a practice of some sort and I'm ready to go deeper. I know there's some ancestral stuff in here. I'm ready to look at that. Are you in the, I've done all that stuff and I also am ready to make a business and I need to incorporate and integrate all of these things and I don't want to run around and be in isolation and these different containers trying to figure it out. Yeah? Look at what your needs might be. What is your philosophy? What is your healing? What is your freedom that you're creating and living? 
Thanks for joining me in this episode eight, one of my favorite numbers. Pardon Ziggy drinking water in the background in that last piece. I hope this comes through very clearly, and I also hope to see, you know, y'all posting and sharing about this on the internet. It brings a lot of warmth to my heart to, uh, to know that my words are landing somewhere, somehow, to someone, even if it's only one. To my heart, from my heart to yours, I should say, may you continue exploring and opening up to your healing with courage and compassion. May you walk across these lands in your day, feeling connected to your people, knowing that you are not alone, even if you don't know their names. Peace and blessings, y'all. Hey, y'all. If you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking? What are you going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.